Hello friends and folks and welcome back to Neutral Game, your newbie-friendly fighting game podcast. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. Uh, and I'm Miro Quatri from Real Soviet Bear Incorporated. You're changing it up every time. Look, it's very hard to register a company these days, okay? I think, you know, that's a that's a very good point. I I apologize. Are you a non-profit? Or? Uh, considering how things are going so far, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you should, I mean, listen, if you were in the States, you could file your you could just say like if you got your your stream watchers to say like that watching was a religious experience you could file as a as a church filing as a church is so easy in the united states it would be really weird to have a church that has a communist sounding name though that sounds like an oxymoron at that point uh i mean then again, we have a church of Scientology, so who, what do I do? Yeah, you know, listen, there's there's some there's some wild shit out there, you know, breaking breaking the rules. Uh, so we are here to talk about Dead or Alive Six. Now, if you ask me, Six, Dead or Alive, I lean towards Dead as my preference, but currently I'm working on Alive, and I guess it's going okay. How do you feel about about your options there? I am constantly in a state of flux. Sure. No, I'm, I feel like that's that's 2019, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm basically Schrodinger's bear. I'm just don't know whether I'm there or alive. Who knows? Well, Fame Douglas uh, started a, a streaming channel, right? Yeah. And uh, he invited all the best streamers in the world to come compete to see who would be the dead or alive sponsored channel. Wait, what? And fame douglas you know i i don't you know fame douglas no i don't do you know helena yes her dad's name is fame douglas he started the dead or alive fighting tournament oh okay sorry i i i <laughs> you don't know the lore <laughs> i jumped in at five the lore goes completely over my head <laughs> i jumped in at six and for some reason i know the lore because i'd have a problem I think you know the lore of every fighting game we ever cover. It's it's hard for me to resist. So, five was your was your introduction to Dead or Alive. Is that when you got into the series? Yeah. So, uh, P- PSN gave away the vanilla version of Dead or Alive five for free, and my first reaction was, "Oh, look, it's a nice casual joke game that I can play with my friends when they visit, um, such so just so we can button mash and have fun." And I started playing it, and it turned out, oh, wait, this is actually good. Nobody ever told me this was actually good. Um, mm-hmm. And then it got the pretty into five. Like, not like super tournament level, but I played it far more than most fighting games I play. Interesting. Uh, so I didn't play five. I played uh, two. Um, I played DOA 2 Hardcore on the PS2 a fair bit back when I was not really a fighting games person. And I was just like, oh, you know, I hit the buttons then, and then and then the dude kicks the other dude. I played Jan Lee back then because, you know, listen, I didn't have taste. Um, and then I got DOA 4 on Xbox 360 shortly before I had to sell my 360 to pay for rent. So I didn't play very much of it. Um, and that was, that was my DOA experience until 6, really. Yeah, um, so it's it's I like it. I think it's a really good fighting game. Sometimes I question various design and aesthetic decisions, but in most cases, I like it. So, what are the fundamentals of DOA? Like, I mean, I 
I am of of the two of us. I feel like I'm the one who's who has a pretty hard line against 3D fighters, right? Yeah. Not my not my jam. Um, but what does DOA do different that makes it stand out from from other 3D fighters? You think? What are the what are the mechanics here that define the experience? So so the core of DOA is uh, what they call the triangle system, whereas you have your strikes, um, your throws, and your holds, and the throw the holds are essentially parries and how the game functions is if somebody tries to throw you um the throw loses to a strike if somebody tries to strike you the strike loses to the hold if somebody tries to hold you uh that loses to a throw because you can only parry strikes so you have this Mm -hmm. rock paper scissors system where doing the right thing at the right time uh gives you like extra damage so for example if like if somebody tries to throw you, you can attack them with a punch, and your punch will always go through. Like like a, a throw will never uh, prevent a punch. But if you're super close to the, oppo- to the opponent, then you'll get extra damage because the game will go, oh well, you were really close, and we're playing it risky and expose yourself to a throw, and you made the right read, so here's extra damage. And then for the parry, it's mm-hmm. like oh, if you do it at the last possible moment, uh, then you do extra damage when you parry a strike. So things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it uh, how the actual parries work is they have um, four directions. Um, essentially, you can uh, parry high, parry low, and then when you're parrying mid, like like middle strikes, uh, you, ha- you have to differentiate between parrying a kick and parrying a punch. So if you want to parry a kick, you do forward parry. If you want to parry a punch, you do back parry um and then for high and lows it's universal it doesn't matter what it is um i actually think the fact like it's a little detail but i think the fact that it's forward for a kick and back for a punch is actually like really good because like in in actual martial arts if you're trying to stop someone's kick you want to stop it early so they don't get the momentum but then for a punch since it's a shorter distance it's safer to sort of back off and, and reduce the end of the impact yeah it's it's very sensible um and the actual combos for the strikes, they're kind of more like like Tekken. It's just like strings of inputs. Like like basically you do like, like you know, punch, punch, kick. And then, you know, uh, you have like a string that's punch, punch, kick. And then a string that's punch, punch, punch. And, um, you know, the first two attacks will both be uh, the same animation. But it's the third one that will look differently because you press a different button. Um, mm-hmm. And then it adds like more and more layers between things. Like you have this delay in the string so let's say i did that punch 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 combo i can do it very fast so i can just like press punch three times quickly and the character will do it quickly but i can also if i expect you to parry me i can also do like punch wait a bit and punch punch and this is a bit different than like actual hit confirms in the game because um it's kind of like killer instinct in a way while you're being comboed and taking damage as long as your character isn't being juggled, like as long as they're on the ground, you can parry while taking damage, and you get one, I think, attempt per combo. So, for example, mm. somebody hits you, uh, and you know how their combo string goes, you can essentially mid-combo grab them and punish them um, with a parry. Um, and then, you know, the, the other player, if they think you're going to predict where they're going to hit, they can delay the attack instead of just dropping the combo completely and then punish you either with the delayed attack, because your parry attempt expired, or just drop the combo and grab you, like, with a throw. 
So there's a lot of like little nuance there. And I think part of the thing that makes it really, really good is that, I mean, you have the, the triangle, you have the um, strikes to throws to holds, but they aren't equal options. Um, like, in general, strike is the go-to option, right? And yeah. it can be very strong to use one of the other two, but they aren't, like, perfectly equal. It's not, a like, an equilateral triangle. And I think that's really important to, the, to making the game work, because if they were all, like, truly perfect equals... I feel like the game would would suffer because there wouldn't be a natural flow to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like, it's very difficult to just play with throws or just play with you know parries. Um, it's it's mostly like yeah, everybody's like punching and kicking high and low. It's still kind of like a similar dynamic to like Tekken in a way where you want to mm -hmm. get that combo down or that juggle, but. Uh, the other two options, because they're always a thing uh, you're exposing yourself to, it's kind of like you have to keep it in mind at all times. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, there are some other things that are a bit weird, like there's something called an offensive hold, which is like a throw that turns into a parry, which is only what some characters have. Um, so there's like a few like little edge or special cases, and there are like also strikes that are uh, unblockable completely so like if you try to parry them your character will sidestep instead uh so there are a few like little unique things that some characters have but just in general this this whole combination leads to like i feel like really good mind games really good like a really fascinating neutral and i feel like honestly it has the best defensive like the most engaging defensive options of any fighting game i've ever played like yeah, being like you know you have we have we play you know Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue, or even you know Mortal Kombat where you have the concept of like a combo breaker, right? Yeah. But like, that's just like oh I want this combo to end I hit a button and I do that once. This is like, not only is it more engaging than just I want this to end. Like you have multiple opportunities per fight, and also you have to anticipate what they're doing. And I feel like what this leads to is something that I feel like is almost almost unique in the genre where there's this idea that if you have like if you're playing I don't know if you're playing Dragon Ball and you're like I have this optimal setup yeah I have this optimized combo you do the optimized combo every time if you can pull it off there is zero reason not to and DOA if you pull the same combo every time you're not going to get it off anymore because they'll be like, oh, and at this point in the combo, you're going to do the, the low kick and I'll parry it and then kick you in the face. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely true. Um, I think, like, the closest you'd have to a game with very strong defensive options is probably Samurai Showdown. But Samurai Showdown mm -hmm. goes into, like, almost an extreme in that way where your defensive options are your offensive options. Uh, mm -hmm. Whereas in this game, it's more along the lines of it's a very fast game. It's very strong offensive options, but also very strong defensive options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, in Samurai Showdown, it's almost like unless you play Genjiro, hitting a button is a bad idea. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. And in this game, you you wanna like you wanna press buttons because you need to condition your opponent to different things at all times. Mm-hmm. And I feel, so I feel like, I mean, when we played on, on stream, uh, you're better at this game than I am. Um, and you won the majority of matches. But it was pretty cool that there would be moments where, like, y like because of the way all the systems are so intuitive, 
if you get the download, even if it's just for one round, you get the download. And I did have one round where it was like, oh, I just know everything that's going to happen. And like the fact that I wasn't that technically good at the game yet didn't matter because I was just on a roll. Generally, I was on getting rolled, so you know it was just it was just one high moment in a, in a series of ass beatings. But it was it was a pretty cool moment, just proving that these systems can add up to some really amazing stuff. So, so when I initially started playing this, I introduced it to a friend who uh, doesn't play fighting games. The only fighting game he ever played was Mortal Kombat Four, and he played it on a keyboard. Um, mm. And he was like, "Oh, I don't know how to play fighting games," but also I had started to learn this game as well. Um, and we kind of mm-hmm. learned in parallel, and he got very good very quickly. Um, it's a very easy to pick up game, in my opinion. I feel like it's a game where almost knowledge of other fighting games can be a, a detriment. Because um, I played this, I, I played the, um, you know, because they, there's now the Core Fighters version out, where you can just download the game for free, and they have a rotating cast of free characters. And I played it with a couple of friends who I play other fighting games with, and they're, you know, I'm not, you know, they're not going to Evo, but they're like, they know what they're doing. And because, you know, this isn't like a setup-based game, because you're not doing a bunch of, like, oaky setups and, like, frame traps and stuff. Well, you are kind of doing frame traps, but of a very different sort. Um they actually kind of reverted to playing like, you know, like you used to play Tekken before you understood fighting games of just hitting buttons because the 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 triangle is just so different than what they're used to that it almost didn't click as a, as a fighting game to them. Yeah, um, no, DOA is pretty good at, uh, I'm to call this, like, scaling up. So, um, essentially, the more moves you know in DOA, the better options you have, and the more things your opponent has to guess. But you can get pretty far with knowing, you know, just a few strings and, you know, the basic throws and parries. Um, and, and I feel that's why it's so easy to pick up, whereas in a lot of games you feel like if you're not using all the tools of your character uh, and you don't know all the tools of the character intimately, you're kind of not playing properly. Yeah, no, I think that's that's true about about how the the like scaling up with the move list works. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Obviously, like, this is a um, three D fighting game with three um, D arenas um, and uh, sidesteps. And one of the things they kind of changed with this game a bit is how the sidestep works. Um, before it used to be more closer to. Um, like Soul Calibur, I'd say, that you can kind of like go back and forth very easily, and then sometimes you'll have like a quick uh, sidestep as an option. And they kind of like change it in this one where sidestep is bound to a button. Like you press up plus um, the rush button or down plus the rush button, and then you do a sidestep, and then that sidestep can be continued into attack. And mm-hmm. the, the sidestep is basically invulnerable to everything that's not a horizontal attack like like it is downright it's not like i think before it used to be attacks can hit if you delay it properly like even if they're like horizontal attack or vertical attacks but now it's just like no it's never gonna hit it has to be a horizontal attack otherwise just literally gonna go through the character Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like they're they're currently the way they're tuned is they're too strong um but I do, it is, I guess, part of what I like is I feel like this model of 3D movement, I find way more engaging 
than a lot of other 3D fighters where it's like, I mean, I feel like part of my problem with 3D fighters is often the 3D just leads to you looking like a clown, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's just like you have a character just like flailing at air where the character has at this point walked to their side. And I just think it it doesn't handle right. Um, I feel like it makes the the fights kind of dumb. Whereas in, in DOA... You know, it's three-dimensional movement, but it more simulates like like a boxer ducking out of the way of a hit, right? Like a little bit of a weave than than actually just like I'm just going to walk to the left while you do your combo at the air. Yeah, it's um, it's very interesting how um, like Namco 3D fighters have their very own specific movement, and you can kind of see that like Namco 3D movement is very similar to how it was in um, like early PS1 era. Like, mm-hmm. like even now in Tekken, when you have uh, characters move, like it feels obviously better than like than like PS One games, but it's still very rooted in that early three D uh, motion. Whereas if you look at like DOA One and then like some of the later games, because I had like the opportunity to play the old ones as well, um, like uh, in the past two years, um, they've always tried to make the movement as close to like realistic looking i don't think like maybe realistic is like the proper term but they always try to push it with the graphics to look as like authentic as possible so that's why i feel Mm -hmm. in this game people move a bit more like actual like fighters yeah yeah i think there's a much better flow to it um so are the 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 rush button systems of auto combo break blow and break hold are those new yes, for this game that they're completely new they they do they did not uh, exist in the previous one in the previous one you had a um like super attack which was basically if you're below 50 percent health your health glows and then you can do the thing which is like a one-time attack and if that attack hit then you would like do this cinematic combo and then the time slows down, and you can aim where you wanna like knock back the opponent. Oh yeah! So it was like oh, yeah, I remember oh, seeing that. So it's like because there were stage hazards, you could knock them into unique stage hazards. You could knock them into a wall, into stage transitions, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then later they patched in uh, a different one, which was essentially um, uh, instead of doing like a super move, uh, you do a super. Uh, launcher. So essentially, it's like the, it was like Tekken Seven almost uh, before hmm. Tekken Seven in a way, because like uh, actually maybe it was during Tekken Seven because it was in the arcades back then. But you could yeah do like a launcher and then um, you could juggle the opponent uh, after that. Hmm. So yeah, in this one you've got a you've got a proper ass meter, um, you know, like a super meter below your health. Um, you have auto combo, which isn't re- reliant on that super meter. You just hit the rush button and you keep tapping it, and you'll do a set, you know, auto combo. Um, it ends with a with a break blow, which is their super. When your bar is all the way full, you do the break blow, which for pretty much everyone, I mean, like there are, you know, there's a little bit of variation, but for the most part, it's just like slow mo, super close up of them punching the other person in the face real hard. Yeah, yeah, um, and also the auto combo builds meter very quickly um as mm-hmm. opposed to all the other things but you can also do the break blow without doing the auto combo like you can do it raw if you want to or part of a different combo mm-hmm. but you also have the break hold which is the like the more traditional like combo breaker style move where you're being comboed your feet are on the ground and you spend half of your bar 
to be like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> it's, it's it's essentially an auto parry that ha- that grabs all directions. So it's also good if you just do- don't feel confident in guessing. Um, mm-hmm. And it'll grab any height. Uh, and it'll do a smidge of damage, but it can't actually kill. Uh, I, I think I tested that at one point. Like Even if the opponent is like one health, that uh, combo breaker will never kill. So you have mm. to follow that. And it can... It can also uh, it can also p- parry the uh, the break blow the super yes um, and that came up a lot in our matches because I was very predictable with my supers but eventually I got to the point where I was sometimes successfully baiting you into doing the hold and then countering with a super after the hold was over uh, so like pretty much every other system in this game once you get used to it there are mind games you can do with waiting and different options and it's good uh, the super also has. Like, it's not even armor, it's just, like, an attack ignore, in a way, um, where Mm -hmm. it's not invulnerable in startup, but if you do it at the same time as an opponent is attacking you, um, your super will absorb that attack and you will hit them. And Mm -hmm. I think that's for anything that's not a low. I think lows still go through. But the timing is really strict. Um, But it also, like, creates this... That, that's one of the th- new things I don't like. I don't mind the all combo or the break hold. Those make sense. But the break blow, like the, su- the the offensive one, feels really weird because when I played it with my like colleague, because we played like this game for a few weeks, um, mm-hmm. um, we ended up using the break blow as a defensive tool. Because if sure. you can make a read when the opponent is attacking, you can essentially punish their attack with that in a way that didn't really feel really feel super well but like okay it's there <laughs> yeah i hear what you're saying like and i ended up using it a fair bit that way too which is just like you know hesitating a moment and then getting you know the sense that your opponent's about to attack and just like you don't even have to know what their attack is going to be you're just like no i'm just going to throw this out and as long as it's not like certain fast lows i'm going to win yeah um and i don't really like that that much i felt like it didn't really need that property, and if they wanted, like, a more defensive option for supers, I would have just gone, like, with, you know, okay, make the combo breaker maybe do more damage or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I like some of the idea there. I just think it needs some, some finer tuning. I mean, it's pretty standard for supers to have some armor or some invincibility or some kind of you know, priority, whether priority is legitimately a concept or just a way of interpreting other mechanics. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like that's not that weird, but the implementation is a little strange. Yeah, it especially gets weird when uh, both players input it at the exact same time, and then whenever it picks whose super actually went through, it feels a bit arbitrary. Well, Mio, usually I was doing it a second after you no no i don't mean like i know i'm just i'm just being i'm just being a dick (laughs) no i i i I meant this from like the bunch of matches i played with my um colleague like like essentially it ends up being it feels weird it like it's not like samurai showdowns essen or something where you're just it just feels bad it's just like it sometimes feels very weird and it takes a bit getting used to but it's not like the end of the world i just don't particularly like it that much Mm mm-hmm so, uh, take a little break from, from all the serious talk. Let's talk about the best part of the game, the single player. Uh, oh, 
well, that's there's not much so, to talk about. I think it's really bad. It's it's pretty bad. Um, you get the you get the the classic DOA same time, which is it's this is the best thing in in DOA story mode, which is just like they have multiple events happening at the same time because you're switching characters and there's like bizarre ultra confusing timeline of events where you're like oh i guess technically at the same time that bass and rig are having a fight outside the bar because bass is drunk across the world kasumi is crying and then ayane shows up and slaps her um it's it's very weird it's some kind of like weird web slash chart slash diagram and you're kind of like cherry picking which character is actually available for you to play right now and then you can't play certain characters at certain times until you played other characters at other times and it's really confusing and it's somehow worse than five because five was um five was essentially a linear story mode um like think mortal Kombat in terms of like here's the order of characters you're gonna get the order of fights you're gonna do but they still do that weird same time thing so it's kind of like, mm-hmm. like imagine, like you have like seven days and different times in those seven days, and then like you play one character through those seven days, and then you pick another, and then you get another character which starts on day three and ends on day six, and then you get another character who starts on day two and ends on day five, and then just like keeps doing that, and you lose all like sense of time and who's what and what's going on. And there's also, like, because there are so many different, like, scenes, and each one is like, okay, this one's going to star these characters. And, it's, you, like, I at least got this sense, like, some of them aren't even fights, some of them are just cutscenes. Yeah. And so there's this variance in quality that, at least for me, convinced me, like, oh, okay, so some of these are going to be, like, good, and some of these are going to be lame. And, like, I keep getting these ones with, like, Murray Rose, where I don't give a fuck, but clearly I'm just picking the wrong ones. And if I pick the right ones, this would be interesting. No. That's not true. <laughs> no, it's 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 really bad. I, I I almost would rather have a here's arcade mode, beat ten people, here's a cutscene, what happens if this person had won. I would prefer that to this. Like this is like really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I agree. I, I tried like playing it for half an hour on stream and I was just like I was confused, my chat was confused, like we didn't know what was going on and we just gave up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No not not the best. Um so one of the things for for this game is uh, for me this is my first time taking DOA seriously, so I get to to see the, all these characters with fresh new eyes. But there are also new characters. Um, we've got Nico, and then we've got uh, Diego, and DLC Kula Mai, or not Mai? No, Mai is not Mai was DLC in the previous one. I meant to say Kula Kula Diamond. Mai and Mai Shiranui and Kula Diamond both from KOF. Um, I gotta say, I thought I would like Kula better, given that she's my main in KOF. But there's something about her that just feels really weird in this game. Obviously, uh, she is true to the maximum impact incarnation. I guess that could be it. It could be it. Or, I mean, honestly, partially that her model is the KOF 14 model, and I think that model looks terrible. <laughs> really? I thought they made, like, an original model. I don't know. They might have, but if so, it's very, very similar. Yeah. Well, that I don't is, know. I don't. Yeah. I don't like that rendering of her. So. Yeah. Um. I thought she was all right. Thought Maya was all right. Uh. 
Nico's also very more, um, like I say, it's less martial arts and more power of science. And then kind of a, like a, like almost like a sea viper kind of feel. Yeah, and then Diego is like not Miguel, who looks like not Travis Touchdown. Like just yeah. just Latino dude that punches really really hard, which I can appreciate, but. Totally, totally. It is, but it is kind of, you know, I guess it's the classic fighting game thing, but there are some fighting games that lean into this harder than others, right? Like, in in Street Fighter, you feel like everyone's kind of the same level of ridiculous or like Blaze Blue, but in in Street Fighter, or not in Street Fighter, um, in uh, Tekken or in this, you've got like, here's Diego, like the rough and tough street tumble versus the teleporting cyber ninja Rido, and you're like uh okay sure you can do that yeah he feels very down to earth but also i feel like they add him for more male fan service which is you know i feel like okay yeah no i'm here for that i think i think he's i like his design all right i didn't enjoy playing him that much but it's good to have like i at first was maining uh milla and i really appreciate like like her and Diego and just generally this like the parts of this cast that lean into like martial arts as like actual martial arts like Mila is a is a um MMA fighter and she just does MMA shit you know like she doesn't do anything like she's not doing like crazy like fireballs and shit she does like like rushing punches and like take down ground and pound she does like real MMA shit and I think that's cool also, she's, like, one of the few uh, female characters who looks like an actual human being, like, design-wise. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Like, it's like any any other game, you'd be like, wow, she's got some character design. But in this game, she's on the smaller side, and that's bizarre. This, this uh, DOA and its sexuality stuff is yeah. still she's a ve- lot. She's very down-to-earth. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a waitress. She waitresses part time to fund her her MMA training. That rules. Yeah. Um. Also, um. Yeah. Also, like speaking of characters and whatnot, we might as well cover like uh, the customization and general character designs and character feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I I will will quickly touch on the fact that um, if you played the game at launch, it's it's. The cosmetic situation is better now because they're way more generous with unlocks. When the game came out, it was like, what, you got, like, you finished a match and you got, like, ten pieces out of, like, two thousand required to unlock a costume? Yeah, uh, and then if you, like, very bad. if you did, like, a mission that awarded, like, four hundred pieces and you couldn't control where those pieces are invested in. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like it, it could, it could basically go like, "Oh, you just earned four hundred. We're gonna add those four hundred into costume Hayabusa twelve. You have three hundred and ninety out of four hundred in that costume. Well, all the excess points are going to waste. Sorry, bye." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really bad. It was like, like the the entire unlock balance and rate was, like, as someone who worked in like like free to play, uh, mobile games, it was. Old school free to play balancing in the worst way. Like it was so tedious and so ridiculous. I was genuinely surprised there just wasn't an option to buy all those costumes. Mm-hmm. Like, but don't worry, you can still buy a lot of costumes. You can buy so many costumes already. It is ridiculous. Like that's 
I feel that is the one major barrier to playing this game. Not because costumes have gameplay effects or important, it's just that it gives it a ridiculous reputation. Yeah, I mean, like, you you know, like, the first thing I feel like, I, I, when we played, the first thing that I saw after booting up the game was like, hey, now you can you can buy a wedding dress for this 14-year-old. And I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna like, I don't like this. Let me see if I can open. Yeah, so like, I'm opening Steam right now, and I'm looking at the bundles for the costume packs. Season Pass 1, 90 euros. Uh, Seaside Eden costume set, 30 euros. Season Pass 2, 80 euros. Season Pass 2 even have, like, characters that are just costumes. No, it's just costumes. No, it has a new character, yeah. sorry. It has new characters that aren't announced. Uh, mm. Season Pass 2 has one character. So I'll... How many costumes are these? 72 costumes, 12 background music tracks, and a new character that's gonna be released, which they haven't announced yet. And then Season Pass 1. Wait, wait, where's this Season Pass? So, like, whatever, I buy Season Passes for some games, I don't care. But we're already at Season Pass 2 in a game that released, like, early this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they have added two characters. Uh... Season, yeah, season pass one, 62 costumes, two characters. I'm guessing two characters are Mai and Kula, which you can buy separately. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, it's, like, ridiculous. And, like, it's basically how DOA 5 also went. Like, there's so many costumes. And it's not, like, I don't feel you're expected to buy all of them. I think that's, like, ridiculous. Like, they they probably even don't expect, even though there are probably people who buy everything. But it's just, like, really mm. off-putting, like, when you, you know, you, you buy a game and you're like, okay, cool, what, what is there for this game, what am I missing? And then you see all this content and it's just, like, overwhelming and you feel like you're not even buying the whole game. Like, like it's very confusing for a buyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely feels like a, a mistake, to and be honest. And also, like, a lot of the costumes are themed and, like, like you know, swimsuit or whatever other... Like fan service shit, and then you know that we open the PlayStation Store, and then that's advertised for the game, and you're kind of like, like, oh, what is this? Like, is this like like some weird foreign game or whatever? Like, it it has a reputation that, like, it built up on its own already. And honestly, even if you get over that, like, I um uh, during our last stream, I realized that I really liked uh Lara Mariposa, aka Lisa, um, however you wanna you wanna call her. Um, and I was like, okay, great, but I don't like her default costume. Let me look at her costume options. And I was like, okay, all the free costumes are not great. I guess there's one here I could go for. What about the paid costumes? It's like, hmm, do I want to make her a stripper, a pirate-themed stripper, or a bride? It's like, can I just get her in, like, jeans? Like, come on! For what it's worth, there were casual costume packs in, like, five, which I think, like, I actually bought some of them because they looked like actual like costumes that people wear um or actual clothes people wear but no it's 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 really bad i don't like it i think it gives the game a very bad reputation and it's always like a chore because of it to explain to people like no no the game is like actually good you know like it's it's, it's not really as bad as the dlc makes it seem and then they release mm. another pack and i'm kind of like, oh god no doa please stop i'm trying to convince people to play you 
I'm trying to help you. Let me help you. <laughs> I mean, like, it obviously works for them because they did the same thing for Five. Like, God, like, Five had so much, co so many costumes, and they wouldn't be making those if it wasn't earning them money. So, it... well, but it's one of those, one of those impossible to to gauge things right which is you, you say like okay well clearly it's working clearly it's making them money would they make more money if this game was respectful and respected by the community and therefore was like at at like main stage at evo man i really wish this game was main stage at evo uh because it's really good but it's never gonna be like as long as it's like this it never will be for sure it never will be and i even like like even at base level like I, I think I've said this before, because, like, we play anime fighters, we know all the fan service you can have in a fighting game. Like, at the end of the mm. day, it's like, you know, some people like it, some people don't. Most people end up playing the games anyway. Um, I think, like, by default, DOA is not, like, as bad. It just has that reputation it has. Hmm. But I don't know, like, if it's just, like, the costumes you, because, like, that game was... Like, DOA 4 was really heavily pushed uh, by Microsoft because it was a Xbox exclusive. And you had, like, like I don't know if you remember, there were those old tournaments that, like, Microsoft sponsored and they were pretty, like, high stakes. And, you know, that's where, like, Perfect Legend stood out as the DOA, like, pro player. Um, and then after DOA 4, it just kind of died down. Mm -hmm. And, like... Who knows what it was like? That's also like after Itagaki left, and they also stopped doing their exclusive agreements and with Microsoft. So like, God knows what it all was. Yeah, I I I feel like it's the best the series has been, but I guess I don't know on what I'm saying that you know, like I don't have the history with the series to say that for sure. I think old so. I think old school people like old school doa 4 or like old school, old school doa more uh than like new doa um oh. at least from what i've been able to gather from just like people talking on facebook groups and forums and twitter and stuff but I see i haven't played those i played doa 2 ultimate which was based on the doa 3 engine and that one played really well but i don't know the like nuance that makes people dislike five and six more than the previous ones. It could also be just like, you know, like a placebo effect or of, uh, oh, like back then we had tournaments and stuff like that. So sure. it felt better. But there's like a million things, you know, like DOA 5 uh, wasn't in arcades until DOA 5 last round, which was the last uh, iteration of DOA 5. Um, so that's when they actually add like an arcade version to it and that also is something you need for a game to you know succeed in japan and then like that for pushes it to be more popular uh outside of japan things like that so going into why this game isn't tournament level popular like there's probably a million factors and no one is the key factor but its reputation definitely doesn't help it yeah for sure hmm which is a shame, because it's a really good game. I think it's, like, really competitive and really fun to play. The other thing that didn't do it any favors was the way this game launched. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, don't launch your fighting games without an online lobby, please. That is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they launched it without online lobbies, so you couldn't, like, you could not play against friends. You just couldn't do it. Um, 
the cosmetic situation we already mentioned, where it was like you had to play like, you know, a hundred matches to unlock one costume. Um, the net code has been actually okay, I feel like. I mean, you know, there, there have been some some hiccups, but really not that bad. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that has actually held up. Um, but yeah, it's just there. The game was not was not good to go. You can't launch a if you launch a fighting game and people can't choose their opponents, then you fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I also like remember they had this entire like pre-launch drama, which was the exact same pre-launch drama they had with five, where they first go and say. Oh, we want to make the game less focused on fan service and, you know, more inclusive. And then a bunch of people jump on them and are like, no, like, don't, don't make our, make our game politically correct. That's not how we want DOA 5 to be, blah, 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 censorship. And then they backpedal and panic and are like, no, no, it's actually not going to be removed fan service. It's just the default costumes and back and forth. And then they release the game and it's literally the exact same thing as always. Well, and also it was a load of shit to begin with, it was. frankly. Yeah. I mean, like, they were like, we want to really take the focus away from from fan service as they were getting, like, kicked out of uh, Evo for having a stage show where they were having, like, porn stars spank each other live on stage. Like, Okay, okay, so what that was actually going on was they were playing, they were poking the demo, and they had, like, yeah, female presenters, and... They had, like, a dev build, which let them, like, pause the game at any point, and they could, like, rotate, like, to, like, to the camera action and stuff like that. And the host, the the, uh, the hostesses, they basically started rotating the camera and, ex- like, to focus on, you know, a character's ass, a character's breast, things like that. And that's when Evo cut them out. That's true, but that's after, I mean, like, the se- se- the segment I mentioned it did happen, that happened earlier, they did have some some adult actors on stage in skimpy outfits uh turning their asses towards the audience and then slapping each other on the ass that yeah. happened yeah yeah no it's definitely <laughs> like yeah the, yeah it's definitely like not good. i don't even know why you did that like i don't know what's going through your head but i also don't think like evil just cutting them out was also like the right thing to do considering these other shitty things evil did recently did we talk yeah, about? Uh, well, I mean, I well, okay. So hold up, let's back up. They did some things wrong recently, so they should have done more wrong things. No, it's not a logic I can subscribe to. Okay, okay. Uh, let me put it. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that by default, like DOA not doesn't. Say I don't like the statement of DOA five doesn't represent the core values of the FGC because that part made me feel like it was bullshit. That, yeah, that that statement is is trash. Yeah, I agree. That was trash. I I understand them like turning off the stream and whatnot, um, but I feel like them going like, oh no, DOA five is not representative of the core values of EU or FGC. I feel like that is like, I wouldn't call it hypocritical, but I would call it like very like trash. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the statement they should have given is like, listen, you know, we need to like. Evo is a show where it's, we're streaming on Twitch. This is supposed to be for all audiences. We can't have this kind of content on here. Yeah, they could have just like, said, they could have just said like, oh, okay, we can't have like the content that was done by the presenters or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
yeah but like yeah no evo's you know like the, the fgc's core values like as as a person who runs a fighting game podcast who loves the fighting games who you know i'm not gonna say i'm like a, a core of the of the fgc but i feel like i'm a member of the fgc you know mm-hmm. um the fgc's core values probably involve misogyny and racism so don't give me that shit <laughs> yeah basically that like and like i said like doa DOA gets really bad with the costumes, but I also feel like like heavy fan service and objectification is a very core thing of many fighting games. Many popular main yeah. stage fighting games. And I don't think anybody sure. should deny that. Yeah. No, and I mean, you know, it's like I I it's it's when we had um like Street Fighter on uh, ESPN, and they're like, "Hey, you need to not wear that Chunli outfit." Um, I feel like that should have been a moment of self awareness for the FGC, and it was not. No, no, it wasn't. And like, like just looking like Soul Calibur's like jiggle physics and breast size progression of Ivy instead of her character progression is also like. And well, that is her there. character progression. Yeah, just like she can spread her bigger breasts, like the the longer she lives as a vampire or whatever she yeah, is. Yeah, in the FGC, you say character with scare quotes, and you're talking about how the breasts have grown. Yeah, no, so so I feel like it, that's kind of like why this thing is so weird to me, like personally, like 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 this game definitely has fan service. It definitely goes overboard, but also like we really need to tone that in the, down, like with this game and with other games, but this game has a problem where it monetizes that fan service to ridiculous degrees and to very creepy mm-hmm. degrees. Yeah. But then also on the other hand, you have people being like, like, you know, Oh, I can't get into, I can't get into that. That's creepy. But man, like I love playing like guilty gear and I love playing guilty gear, but like, I love playing guilty gear and I have no problem with a character like Ramlethal. It's like, well, listen, you can have that opinion, but realize that you're contradicting yourself here. Well, also, let's remember that, canonically speaking, in Guilty Gear, uh, Dizzy is six years old because of age progression from Gears. Yeah. Well, you know, listen. That's, yeah. 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 So yeah. So what I'm saying is, I feel like DOA 5 does represent the core values of the FGC in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and we should think about that, maybe. And we should think about how big of a problem that actually is, which it is. But yes. Um, yeah. It has a bad reputation. Uh, it doesn't do any favors. It doesn't try to like get rid of it. Um, but mm-hmm. at its core, I think it's a good game. And one other thing I just wanted to mention, which we uh, forgot. Um, I wanted to talk about the stages in this game, because one of the things I really like, like about DOA 5, and I like uh, that in 6 as well, is that the stages actually feel like locales, because like in Tekken, Tek- I think Tekken 4 tried to experiment with like slopes and more a real location-looking stages in terms of layout, and then they abandoned mm-hmm. it, so now the stages are more, you know, square arenas that might have a transition or can be expanded further if you break a wall and things like that. But at least, mm-hmm. essentially, it's rectangular arenas all the time. Um, whereas in this game, it, like, has, you know, slopes, it has stage transitions, it has, you know, positioning is really important where you're going to, like... I feel like they do a very clever job of where they put, like, dangerous areas. Like, you know, if a floor does extra damage if you knock somebody down, uh, if a wall mm-hmm. is just a wall or, uh, like, makes you reposition the player either by a, say, transition or, you know, the crowd that pushes the person away. 
Um, mm -hmm. And then tight ropes, like in an arena, like the ropes on the side, like give you different uh, moves sometimes. And then like characters have unique moves, which you can only do like if the opponent is against a wall, if they have their back turned and they're against a wall and things like that. And I also feel like, like I mean, DOA is the original king of, of stage transitions. Like, I remember back in DOA 2 having the moment where I was playing as, you know, like Hayabusa, and I kicked a dude at a balcony, and they, like, they hit the, bal like, the, the um, handrail, flipped over it, and then Hayabusa leapt after them down into the plaza below. And, like, you've had other games try and do that since Tekken does that sort of thing. But with Tekken, it doesn't feel, like, Tekken, I feel like the tr stage transitions, they don't feel wrong, but I always feel like, oh, right. There's more stage here, whereas with DOA, it always feels like a natural progression to me. Yeah, um, it was really good in 5 because they had this, like, almost quick time event style thing, which I'm glad they removed, but, you know, if you, like, hit somebody off a railing, then you have a sequence where, like, each of you presses a button, and then if you press the right button while you're pushing the opponent down, then you do another combo in the air and throw them down, but if they guess properly, they grab you and throw you down instead when they were meant to fall or block your attack, and it gets, like, super Whoa. cool and dynamic. It was really fun. Uh, they don't have yeah, that here, sadly. Hmm. But yeah, the state transition... They also can get a little ridiculous, though. Like, you have... I've, I've, we've done combos where you <laughs> bounce a person into a pterodactyl's egg, and then a pterodactyl throws them back to the enemy, like, three times in one combo. They can get kind of dumb. Or or you just throw somebody on a giant octopus, and they slam them into a ship, and then in the ship you hit them against a wall, and the kegs explode, and then you open the treasure room. It's really fun. Like, I, I think that's one of the my favorite parts of the game that like picking a stage actually matters yeah i we, we got to a point in our in our stream whenever we played i think the i think the level was called the sweat with the like the back alley with the dudes crowded around and anytime someone was comboed into the crowd i would just mumble under my breath get back in there as the dude goes get back in there and shuts it back <laughs> That was really good because you also had like firecrackers on the ground in certain areas. Oh, so, that, was, that was fucked up. <laughs> so you shoot somebody and they fall on the firecrackers and it bounces in the air so it exposes them to another juggle. Uh, yeah, that, that, you know, I don't know about the balance of some of those stages, but they were very fun. I, th I think it's really good because I feel one of the things that is underutilized in fighting games is stages because we're so like used to like 2D fighting game stages and. Mm -hmm. We're used to like 3D either being an infinite stage or just a rectangle. So when something like DOA shows up, feels really good. Like I, like for example, like Mortal Kombat 11, I really like that stages actually matter because it gives you different interactables and different, slightly different strategies. Mm -hmm. In DOA 2, there was a stage where you were fighting in like the rafters of a church, and the stage transition was you slammed them through like the stained glass window and then oh. leapt after them onto the steps of the church. Oh. It was so cool. Oh, oh man, I was streaming. I was streaming DOA five, DOA two Ultimate last year, uh, and I was on that stage and like uh, I was playing Ryu Hayabusa and like I got attacked. I do a parry and the parry launches the opponent upwards, but it launches him straight into the bell of the church. And like does oh, a <laughs> does a massive ring, and they drop down, and then I juggle them and shoot him through the fucking vitrage, and they just break through the stained glass, and I boost runs after. Him. It's the coolest shit. Like, like the sense of spectacle in the series is really good. It's it's fantastic, which actually makes it kind of I don't know how to feel about the um, break blows because they're so like 
understated compared to how ridiculous that shit is. Yeah, I have, I feel the stages in six are slightly less ridiculous than in five. I feel five had really like good stages. Like it had one stage which was essentially a forest, but then every like narrow tree in the forest counted as a wall. So you essentially mm. had this like circular arena, but it was scattered with trees. So you had like access to wall combos if you timed it right, um, uh, like wherever. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so so I, I feel I hope they add like more cool stages like that. Um I'm sad that they removed the coconut damage. I don't know why they did that. It's disgusting. <laughs> like like You were you were very upset. I was very upset. So for those who don't know, in in five five and six have the same beach stage, and in five, if you hit somebody and they fly into the palm tree, a second later a coconut will fall from the tree and if it hits the person, it'll actually do damage. And it is the funniest thing to kill people with that. Um, but in 6, I think they removed it because I tried doing that in 6 and, like, the coconut just did no damage. It just went through your character. Well, it went through your character because you knocked me into it and I backed up and you chased me and the coconut fell on you and yeah. did nothing. Yeah, it did nothing. I was so upset. <laughs> it could just be that you're safe to your own coconuts, though. We don't know that for a fact. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I need to test Probably. it. But, like, I, I, I feel like the coconut meta needs to be maintained. Hmm. Like, like, just imagine, like, if you were playing this on EVO main stage, and somebody dies to a coconut, people would lose their minds. Like, that would be the ultimate moral victory. I will say, if someone outside this podcast knows, like, oh, they're talking about the coconut meta in DOA, they are, we are not talking about what you think you're talking about. It is a literal, it is a literal coconut tree that adopts coconuts. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, um... I think you can tell from from this episode, but like the core of this game is really exceptional, um, and it makes all the stuff around the edges really frustrating. So I really hope I hope the community learns to embrace this game, and I hope they learn to embrace this game in a in a in a less sexual way. <laughs> I think uh, the, the my my final closing thoughts for this is that this is the code Geass of fighting games. Excellent core. Everything else around it is trash. Also, it no, I shouldn't spoil Cold Geass. <laughs> what if you know, I was gonna say? What if someone skated around? They added Kula. Kula skates around. What if they had a ninja made? Oh, you can have the ninja sweater made out with. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You can. And they thought of everything. Yeah, brain geniuses. Can't, can't wait to see Lelouch and um, um, Dead or Alive. I mean, it's they're not going to do Lelouch. They'll do C two. Don't be ridiculous. Yes, yeah. Or or no, they'll do they'll do Colin because of no, no, because no. all the poses they put her in in that fucking show. No, they'll do C two and they'll do Spinzaku because like his kick needs to be in that game. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You know the one thing that they're missing that Tekken has over them is the lady from Tekken Seven who summons the tiger. So we could just have C <laughs> two who summons Spinzaku. Oh man, I would be all over that. All right. Well, I think it's. I think we're ready to to go ahead and 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 talk about what else we do upon the internet and where we can be found. Mia Drag, you first. Okay. Well, I stream on Twitch.tv slash RealSovietBear. I do full playthroughs of games. I do previews and first impressions of some other games. I also play fighting games on occasion. Um, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash/mdkii. That's MDK Roman numerals two. And there's pen with 
other stuff. Mm-hmm. And also your Patreon. Yeah, well, yeah, there's also that. There's a Discord server. There's all sorts of things. Uh, you can check it out and say hello. Mm-hmm. And what would you, Six? Where uh, can people find you? Well, I'm on Twitter at SixDetmar, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, and then the shows that I do are either on ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. That's it for today. Uh, we still don't know whether we're dead or alive, um, but hopefully hopefully, we'll find an answer soon enough. You know, as long as we can ask the question, that's good enough, isn't it? Hopefully we'll get to ask the seventh time. Dead or alive, seven. Yes, you're still dead and alive. Perfect. Good night, everybody. Peace out.